up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, education, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today's episode is one of those episodes that gives me a little bit of anxiety. I'm going to be 100% honest because I want to talk to you guys about insulin today. And it's one of those subjects that's super, super complicated. There are so many areas that I could kind of dive into, and I want to really kind of keep this simple for you guys because I think there is a huge misunderstanding in the role of insulin in our bodies. And um, I think a lot of people are doing the wrong things and focusing on the wrong details when it comes to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully improving our body's insulin sensitivity. And what does that even mean? And, and what is this insulin resistance thing that I've heard about and that I've been told that I might have and, and all of this stuff that gets kind of like put into this overarching theme of like carbs are bad. And we've got to stop eating carbs because they cause insulin release and, and all this stuff. And I really want to take some time today to give you guys some things to consider, some things to think about, but also keep it not so sciencey, but a little bit of science and more about, okay, this is what you need to know and how to actually improve these things and why these things actually matter. So if you get any episode out of today, if you get an episode, if you get any value out of today's episode or any of my episodes, please do me a favor and shoot me a DM, shoot me a message, or just kind of respond, give me a, a review, something. Let me know that you're listening and that you're getting value out of this because I definitely want to be able to help. And if you guys have any topics, I do have an application on my um in my show notes all the time for those of you guys that have questions that you want answered because I do want to be able to provide whatever education I can for you guys out there. This is actually super fun for me. Um, I love just kind of geeking out on nutrition in general from not just from the application perspective with my clients, but honestly, the teaching perspective. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there like, just tell me what to do uh, and I'll do it. And then there's a lot of people out there that are also like, I want to know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I kind of want to be able to bridge that gap between two of those things. And it's funny is as I was kind of reflecting this week on, on my own personality and who I am as a coach. And I kind of thinking about like how I want to kind of, what I want people to know about me is like, I want to be the tough love coach, but I want to be the coach that like cuts through all the bullshit. Plain and simple. Like that's me as I want to be the coach out there. That's like, Hey, you can do all these things that really don't work except for, for one reason. Um, or you can find a simpler way that's actually more effective and doesn't have to go down all those rabbit holes. So I want to keep things simple. I want to keep them forward and get you guys results. So anyways, let's kind of roll into this whole insulin topic. And the reason I really want to focus on it today was in my recent, um, uh, like just some of my recent clients. Um, some of the newer ones that I've been getting in my challenge, I've noticed a lot of focus on blood sugar and insulin and, and avoiding carbs and stuff like that. And people don't really understand that it, it's not that simple, that it's not just carbs that raise insulin. There's so many things that go down the rabbit hole that can cause insulin to be high in our bodies. And I was actually going to talk about cortisol today as well, because cortisol is one of the things that can, is going to, is going to affect our insulin, but I'm actually going to just kind of plug cortisol a little bit and we'll save that for another episode. Cause I could be a whole nother episode in itself. So first of all, let's kind of just talk about what exactly insulin is. And I do have some notes here that are probably going to go all over the, all over the place. Cause I, I know that there's just so much involved in understanding insulin that I want you guys to get the bullet point figure. So I might kind of bounce around a little bit. So hopefully I can keep my thoughts organized long enough to keep you guys engaged. So what is insulin? Okay. Insulin is a peptide hormone that is secreted by the pancreas in response to changes in our blood sugar. So whenever we have fluctuations in our blood sugar, they go high. Insulin is released to help lower the blood sugar. When our blood sugar goes low, uh, insulin is 
prevented from being released. So we have this regulator with our pancreas that allows us to shuttle, um, shuttle insulin out to bring blood sugar down or to stop shuttling insulin so we can bring our blood sugar up. That's how insulin works. It is considered a storage hormone, which is where people associate it with fat. And we're going we're gonna to dive into that right away. Um, and it's, it is actually considered the most anabolic hormone uh, in our bodies because it actually allows our body to shuttle things like glucose, amino acids, and fats into the cells of the body. This is how we get fuel in our muscles for energy for our workouts. It's how we get uh, amino acids into our muscles to rebuild. So it's a very, very, very important hormone. So before I talk about the negative side of insulin, I want to start by talking to you guys about what insulin actually does for you. Okay. So it is obviously going to regulate blood sugar, but two, it is how our body absorbs nutrients in our, in our muscles and all of these things. And, and we need it. So we need insulin. We need to have it, but the right amount of insulin in our bloodstream is what we're looking to optimize. And this is where we kind of go into this whole thing of like, uh, insulin resistance, insulin sensitivity, and, and people are trying to avoid carbs in a way to hopefully make themselves more insulin sensitive. And I'm going to go into a reason why that's actually not the right approach to making your body more insulin sensitive. Okay. So within seconds of insulin release, um, it's going to auto, all, um, right off the bat, it's going to shuttle nutrients um, into those insulin sensitive cells. So for those of you guys out there that um, are doing high intensity training like CrossFit, this is what you want to call that quote unquote anabolic window. This is where your body is most insulin sensitive. And where they, they say that you should be absorbing a lot of carbohydrate, a lot of high glycemic or yeah, high glycemic carbohydrates to help to bring those insulin sensitive or bring those uh, nutrients into those insulin sensitive cells. So it's good for muscle growth. It's good for performance. It's good for those things. And I know I'm getting a little tongue tied here, but because I'm like super excited to talk about this, but also super nervous. Okay. Within minutes, it's going to obviously encourage protein synthesis. Then it's going to be glycogen storage. So whatever's not used right away for those insulin sensitive cells, it's going to store glycogen for later use. Um, and it's also going to prevent protein from being degraded. So those are all good things that happen within minutes. And then over hours, um, it's going to increase uh, proteins and other enzymes for fat storage. So it's, it's going to now start to store things, whatever it's not using right away, it's going to store them for later on. So like I already mentioned, we do need those nutrients to be shuttled in and insulin is kind of like the gateway keeper for that. It's what allows all those nutrients to be shuttled in. So we do need to have it. Now, what people are afraid of is this elevation in insulin, because um, obviously when there's insulin elevated levels, we're now going to be at risk for things like type two diabetes and other conditions like obviously heart disease and yada, yada, yada. This is where people run into those metabolic syndrome conditions. Um, and we can kind of go down the rabbit hole with that, but I think that I'm going to kind of keep this focus on those of you guys out there. Like, Hey, I think that insulin is the reason why I can't lose weight and I can't get fitter and I can't do all these things. And obviously the type two by diabetes, the high blood pressure, the high cholesterol, all those things are all part of it, but it's really like, I have, I'm carrying all this excess body fat. And I've been told that insulin is the reason why. Okay. Insulin is not the problem. Not the problem. Okay. Insulin being off balance is the symptom of the problem. So that's number one that I want to really go into today is that people focus so much on how do we bring insulin levels down with food? And there is a lot of things we can do to do that, but that's not the problem. And, and carbohydrates specifically are not the problem. And so essentially what happens when our bodies become insulin resistant, which a lot of people will like to self-diagnose themselves as, and they're not, is I want you guys to think of um, the signaling of your insulin being released as like 
a kid screaming in the background. And maybe initially you hear it and you're like, I hear you stop crying, stop crying. And then eventually you just kind of tune it out or it happens so frequently that you just become so accustomed to it and you just stop hearing it. Or maybe it's, you ever had one of those smoke alarms went off in your house and like you hear chirp, 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 because it needs a battery. And like, you know, you should change the battery, but after a couple of days, you're like, you just kind of put up with it. And then somebody walks in, you're like, do you hear that noise? You're like, what noise? Oh yeah. It's just kind of my thing. You just kind of, it's there, but you're not paying attention. Essentially what happens when we become insulin resistant is that there is so much blood, um, there's such elevation in our blood glucose that our body's not even getting the signals anymore to send insulin out. And all this blood close blood, blood glucose begins to start to circulate and, and it's not ever being down-regulated. It's never being controlled and our body's just not getting the signal to release insulin anymore. So now we have this high elevated blood sugar and no insulin is being released to bring it down. This is where we start to run into problems with diabetes and stuff like that. But why does this happen? Okay. And this is the big thing is people are so focused on how our carbohydrate intake affects our, our insulin levels and it carbohydrates are going to affect your insulin levels, but not the way people think they are. So and I'm going to start right now before I kind of go into that is talking about like there's different types of carbs, right? So we've got high glycemic carbs, we've got low glycemic carbs, we've got carbs that are like from fruits and vegetables, we've got carbs that are from like that we can find in our cakes and our cookies and things like that, right? There's different types of carbohydrates. And there there was a whole like glycemic index, glycemic load and all this stuff. And people are like, well, you just eat low GI carbs. Yes, 100%. The lower GI your carbs are, it's going to be harder for your body to raise your blood insulin level, your insulin levels, because it's going to not need as much insulin. Whereas if I'm having a high GI carb, um, then it's going to be released, releasing more insulin. But only if the amount of carbs released or the, the amount of carbs ingested needs or facilitates that amount of insulin. So for instance, if I have a low GI carb, like let's call it oatmeal, but I have 75 grams of carbs from that. I've now just taken in 75 carbs also with fiber and things like that. If I have, you know, a handful of, uh, candy that's got 75 carbs in it, it's going to be a lot less of that. And this is the problem is that it's very unlikely that somebody's eating 75 grams of carbs from oatmeal. They're going to get really full. It's very easy to eat 75 carbs from candy and not be full. And when insulin is released in abundance like that. Okay. We have all these nutrients that are being taken in and our body's trying to shuttle them where they need to go. When there is too much of an, of a nutrient, it gets shuttled into our fat stores for later on. And this is where the problem lies is that that only happens in a calorie surplus. Okay. So I calorie, calorie, calories, calories fucking matter. Okay, guys, the number one thing everybody should get comfortable with is understanding calorie expenditure because the only way nutrients get stored is if we are not using those nutrients. And this is also, I'm going to go into why the whole carb versus fat debate. So if you are dealing with insulin resistance issues, carbohydrates likely weren't the problem. The problem was likely an overabundance of calories and that the sources of those calories 
were also likely from foods that were high in carbohydrates and high in fats, because those are the foods that people tend to overeat. People are typically not overeating chicken. They're just not. They're overeating things like cakes and pies and cookies and and ice cream and chips and and pastas and all these things that are high in all these things, not not just the carbohydrates. You very rarely will hear somebody that is insulin resistant because they're eating a bowl of brown rice. Okay. Now you could become if you really ate that much of it, but that's not what's causing insulin resistance. And I will ask anybody out there that wants to diagnose themselves with insulin resistance. If you can think back to how your diet's been for the last two, five, seven, 10 years, and tell me that it hasn't included a lot of processed foods. Hands down, it probably has. Alcohol is another one that negatively impacts our insulin. So why I'm saying all this is because the main purpose of today's episode is to help you guys out there to understand what really affects our insulin levels and also how to control them better and what we need to be doing to control them better. So the first part of this is understanding that like, yes, carbohydrates are going to raise your blood insulin levels. However, it's the overconsumption of calories that causes those excess nutrients to be stored. And it doesn't matter if you're eating excess calories from fats or carbs, those are going to be stored. Now, fat's not going to um, affect the insulin levels as much, but it's still going to cause fat storage to happen. This is part, the next piece of this is that when it comes to understanding other things that affect our insulin levels and, and our inflammation markers and all that stuff. Okay. Our body fat percentage also is going to make us more insulin sensitive or insulin resistant. Okay. So if I have excess body fat, my body's also going to be getting signals that are not necessarily right from hormones and things like that. So excess body fat is actually the bigger problem for insulin reasons. And a lot of that comes down to the lifestyles that people that have excess body fat are living that are causing them to not produce any sort of insulin sensitive creating behaviors, which is what I'm going to go into next. So how do we improve our insulin sensitivity or what makes us more insulin sensitive? Okay. Number one, daily exercise, primarily resistance training, and getting your heart rate up a little bit. Those are going to improve our insulin sensitivity. So even if you have excess body fat right now to lose, if you're starting to strength train and you're starting to do workouts that are going to get your heart rate up, you are going to be improving improving your insulin sensitivity. Um, muscle tonality. So building muscle mass is going to improve our insulin sensitivity. Increases in high fibrous vegetables and whole grains and lean proteins also is going to increase our insulin sensitivity. Increases our intake of omega-3s and alpha-lipoic alpha, alpha acid and chromium, which we can get naturally from our foods, is going to improve our insulin sensitivity. Vitamin D, along with decreasing our caffeine intake, can also improve our insulin sensitivity. And then these are the two big ones that people are always resistant on, is not exercise activity, walking, biking, taking a more active route in our day, trying to make your lifestyle more centered around movement and less around being sedentary. And then obviously sleep, getting in enough sleep. And I'm going to go into why that matters next. What decreases our insulin sensitivity and makes us more likely to be insulin resistant? Number one, low carb diets. Why? Okay. And this is a big one because a lot of people out there, when they're told that they have high blood sugar, they're like, you got to cut out the carbs. That's wrong. They hear cut out the carbs, but doctors are not telling them the right, they're not saying the right thing. Okay. 
they say cut out the carbs, but then they give you a diet plan that usually has things like oats and rice and whole grains and things like that and vegetables and fruits. What they should be saying is cutting out a lot of the processed foods, the stack foods, the junk foods, the highly palatable foods, the the pizza, the the cookies, the the rice uh, with freaking sushi yada yada on it. I'm talking about sushi. Maybe I just want sushi, but you know what I'm saying. It's not just the it's not just the rice. It's the it's the mixed stuff. It's all the the freaking stuff that tastes amazing, right? The when I say rice, it's the rice, the beans, the guac, the the steak, the, the the greasy from the Mexican restaurants. It's all that stuff, you know, the stuff that we all love to enjoy on occasion that people are eating on a regular basis because it's lunchtime and it's easy to grab that. Okay, so low carbs actually decrease insulin sensitivity because your body's not learning how to shuttle those nutrients. We're going to go into how carbohydrates are going to actually make you better at, or actually make you leaner and actually make you more insulin sensitive shortly. Um, I already mentioned the highly processed foods, the highly hyper palatable, food, palatable foods, sedentary lifestyle. This is also, I'm going to be honest, if you work out for like 20 minutes a day and then the rest of your day, you're literally sitting all day, that's a sedentary lifestyle, especially if you only go to the gym three times a week. If you're in the gym five to six times a week, that might be a little bit different, especially if you're doing CrossFit, Orange Theory, or all of those things. But like, if you're literally sitting, doing nothing and or working, and then you're like going to sit by the TV and you're just always like sitting, you are living a lifestyle that is producing a more insulin resistant type of a condition, uh, smoking, alcohol, and obviously the last one is sleep. So I talked a lot about some different things, but there's another thing that I want to talk about why I didn't want to go into, I'm not going to go into a whole spew on cortisol, but cortisol also plays a factor in this and stress is a huge one. Um, so I already talked a little bit about sleep, not really a whole bunch, but sleep matters because that's when our body is regenerating. So it's good. if we don't get enough sleep, we're also going to be less insulin sensitive. Um, but cortisol is another kind of hormone that I'm not going to go too far and deep on, but it does affect our insulin because if cortisol is chronically elevated from high stress levels, from too many things, whether it's too much training, whether it's training plus work, plus life, not sleeping, all these things is that it actually suppresses the release of insulin, which means that those blood sugar levels are going to stay elevated for longer. And this over time can actually lead to more insulin resistance. So we also have to recognize that stress is going to play a factor in our insulin. But once again, I'm saying all this stuff to you guys, because what do most people focus on? I got to cut out the carbs and you're not going to improve your insulin sensitivity by cutting out carbs. You're actually going to decrease them. So what I want to do now is kind of talk a little bit about, you know, how to kind of shift your mindset a little bit to understanding, you know, because the reason I'm talking about a lot of this is I think there's a big thing about like low carb diets being better for, you know, fat or burning fat. And we want to burn fat for fuel with ketosis and, and all these things to make us more insulin sensitive. And, and obviously all we're doing at that point is we're literally eliminating our best source of energy and decreasing our results in the gym and making it harder for our body to build muscle. So I want to kind of talk to you guys a little bit now about the body fat, insulin, burn fat, burn carbs, and all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to tie it all together. Okay. So another thing, and one of the things I mentioned is like, or as I've been talking about is that people try and focus on like, all right, I'm going to go on this low carb diet to bring my insulin sensitive insulin levels down, blood, bring my blood, bring my blood sugar levels down, which will quote unquote cause less insulin to be released, which doesn't happen. Um, but also it's like, we want to be able to burn fat for fuel. Now, 
we all want to be metabolically flexible. And what metabolic flexibility means is that we should be able to have times in our day where we are burning fat for fuel and times in our day where we all bring carbs for fuel. And the reason for that is we want to, we want to save our carbohydrate for primarily the more intense things that we do. So our, our high intensity training, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then when we're sitting, we don't want to be burning through that stuff, that glycogen. However, um, there's this misconception that burning fat means you're losing more fat. And I think this is where a lot of people that are trying to lose weight go the wrong direction because they think that going on a high fat, low carb diet is going to increase their body's ability to burn fat. And when I say that, meaning it's going to make it them burn fat faster. And that's not the case. And this is the truth is, and I'm going to try and say this as simply as I can. Okay. On a low carb, high fat diet, when protein is neutral on both a low carb, high fat and a uh, high carb, low fat diet, protein being neutral. Okay. Obviously on the low carb diet, I am going to be burning primarily fat for fuel. However, I am also storing more fat because I don't have carbs on board. So just because I'm more fat burning doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing. If calories are controlled in a calorie deficit to lose weight or calorie maintenance to stay the same weight on a low carb, high fat diet, I won't gain weight or I will lose weight, but only if calories are controlled. If my calories exceed my calorie maintenance or I'm not in a calorie deficit, I'm not going to lose fat any faster. The only thing is I'm just burning fat. It doesn't mean I'm burning more fat or burning more. I'm not burning more calories than I would be on the high carb diet. I'm just only burning fat for fuel. So I'm only burning those sources. Now that's not necessarily the best case scenario because our muscles primarily prefer glycogen. That's, that's our body's preferred source of energy. And the best way to kind of look at this is like, if I have a gas tank full of gas, um, you know, if I have, you know, gas from Sunoco and then I've got gas from Wawa's or whatever, I still have gas in my car. Um, I'm not going to burn more gas at the Sunoco of the Sunoco gas than I am of the Wawa's gas. It's the exact same thing. It's just from a different place. That's the difference between like fat and carbs. It doesn't mean I burned more vice versa. And why I kind of talked about that first is that on a high carb, low fat diet. Okay. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to be burning more fat. I'm just, or I'm, I'm not burning through more carbs. Take that back. Yes, I am. This is what I'm going to try and explain to you guys on the low carb on the low fat, high carb diet. Okay. When protein is neutral, I actually could be burning more energy. And here's why, because my muscles prefer glycogen as a source of fuel for high intensity training, my intensity, my energy expenditure may actually increase. So I'm not necessarily burning. It, it's not the actual carbs that I'm burning more of or causing the, the cause of more burn. It's the type of energy I have producing more energy and being more readily available. So I might be moving a little faster. I might have more energy in my day. My workouts might be more intense, which in turn might make me burn more calories. So this is actually a more effective way for people that are active to lose body fat. Now, if you're more sedentary, doesn't matter which end you go, you have to control calories. And at that way, the, the more sedentary you are, the more smart, the smarter you need to be with the types of carbohydrates you're eating, because you do have to really try and focus on getting those numbers controlled 
without having the added benefit of regular exercise and things like that. And that's why when it comes to insulin and when it comes to body fat and all that kind of stuff, you guys have to realize that your lifestyle plays a huge factor in those things that just focusing on the nutrition is missing a huge piece of the puzzle. Okay. Just to kind of recap that last part that I want to make sure you guys really understand, because I know I kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent there is low carb, high fat diets do not burn more fat than a high carb, low fat diet when protein is the same. However, on a high carb diet, I may actually expend more energy. The only difference between the high carb and the low carb diet is that on the low carb diet, I'm burning fat for fuel. On the high carb diet, I'm burning carbs for fuel, which is going to be better source of energy for my body. Doesn't mean I'm going to be losing more fat on the low carb diet. Does that make sense? You're not, I'm talking to you like you're listening to me. Just nod your head and they're like, yeah, sure, I get you. Okay. So the whole point of that is to get you guys to understand that the types of carbs you eat matter and that you should be following a moderate carb, moderate fat diet, and then adjusting up or down based on your lifestyle, plain and simple. Okay. Like I said, this is a bunch of stuff to unpack. And the main thing that I really want you guys to understand is that there's more to it than just looking at your carbohydrates like they're the demons. So they're not the demons. They're actually part of the things that you need to be able to improve that insulin sensitivity. I want to make sure I covered all the bases of the things that I really wanted to cover today in this. Cause like I said, this is a lot to kind of talk about. Um, okay. Last thing that I want to kind of talk about, and this is an important part is, um, and I've mentioned this in a couple of episodes before, and it, and this is going to tie into the insulin sensitivity, insulin resistance thing. And along with a lot of the other conditions you guys might see with hormones like that, this goes hand in hand with a lot of the conditions. People focus a lot on foods being the demons, like no carb. I shouldn't be eating carbs. I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating that. And there's a correlation between diet and improvements in insulin levels in um, obviously different hormone balance issues, all this stuff. And what I want you guys to understand that the main, the main reason for imbalances in our insulin levels, in our hormone levels, all of these conditions has less to do with our diet in specific and more to do with the effects our diet has on our body composition. So if you are super, super lean, okay, this is a huge example, uh, is athletes that are super lean. What happens to things like their menstrual cycle or their testosterone levels? Um, if they're underfed and they're losing too much body fat, we see a decrease in hormone function in those people don't understand that just like those are side effects of being at an underweight, being in an overweight condition also creates the same derangement that could facilitate the same type of changes on the opposite perspective, increase insulin levels, increase body fat or increase um, imbalances and hormones and things like that. But it's not necessarily the diet that's the problem. It's the excess body fat or the low body fat that's the problem. So what I want you guys to understand from that is that if you do have these conditions and you're dealing with any kind of hormone issue, any kind of insulin issue, that yes, diet is the thing we need to address. Lifestyle is the thing we need to address, but they are not the problem. It is the excess calories that are causing excess body fat or the not enough calories that are causing too little body fat that is actually causing the problem. So once again, okay, I feel like I should call myself the calorie coach right now. 
because calories are what matters most. When you guys recognize that controlling calories is what you need to do. Macros is the next piece of that. Cause I think that people underestimate the importance of protein and understand the balance of those, of, of those calories to make sure that it doesn't cause us to overeat things. Cause we're getting the wrong signals. We're not feeling satiated. Okay. So that's the other thing that I want to really mention today. So just to kind of recap today's episode is insulin. It's not the bad guy. Your body actually needs insulin. We need to make sure that we're controlling our blood sugar by doing a couple of things. One, making sure that we're making ourselves more insulin sensitive by getting workouts in, getting exercise in, moving throughout our day, handling our stress so we don't have those elevated cortisol levels, getting enough sleep, watching our our consumption of alcohol and nicotine. And that when we are trying to regulate our insulin levels, it's not carbohydrates that are the demon, it's calories to bring down our body fat percentage so we can get our body composition into a place that is actually healthier for our hormones. So hopefully that recap things enough. I know this is a lot to digest, so hopefully I didn't confuse anybody and I would love some feedback on this episode altogether if you understood it very well um, or if you're like, Cheryl, I need more. I want to know more about XYZ just so I can kind of really fine tune it a little bit more for you guys. So that's what I got today. Hopefully you guys have a great week.